Welcome to the St. Michael Lenten podcast series. My name is Ken Brannan, and I will be leading our meditation today. Our theme this Lent is covenant, how we keep our sacred promises. May you be blessed for the Christian journey. We are sealed by the Holy Spirit in baptism and marked as Christ's own forever. A reading from John, chapter 10, beginning at the 19th verse. Again, the Jews were divided because of these words. Many of them were saying, He has a demon and is out of his mind. Why listen to him? Others were saying, These are not the words of one who has a demon. Can a demon open the eyes of the blind? At that time, the festival of the dedication took place in Jerusalem. It was winter, and Jesus was walking in the temple in the portico of Solomon. So the Jews gathered around him and said to him, How long will you keep us in suspense? If you are the Messiah, tell us plainly. Jesus answered, I have told you, and you do not believe. The works that I do in my Father's name testify to me, but you do not believe, because you do not belong to my sheep. My sheep hear my voice. I know them, and they follow me. I give them eternal life, and they will never perish. No one will snatch them out of my hand. What my Father has given me is greater than all else, and no one can snatch it out of the Father's hand. The Father and I are one. The Jews took up stones again to stone him. Jesus replied, I have shown you many good works from the Father. For which of these are you going to stone me? The Jews answered, It is not for a good work that we are going to stone you, but for blasphemy, because you, though only a human being, are making yourself God. Jesus answered, Is it not written in your law, I said, you are gods? If those to whom the word of God came were called gods, and the scripture cannot be annulled, can you say that the one whom the Father has sanctified and sent into the world is blaspheming because I said I am God's son? If I am not doing the works of my Father, then do not believe me. But if I do them, even though you do not believe me, believe the works, so that you may know and understand that the Father is in me, and I am in the Father. And they tried to arrest him again, but he escaped from their hands. He went away again across the Jordan to the place where John had been baptizing earlier, and he remained there. Many came to him, and they were saying, John performed no sign, but everything that John said about this man was true, and many believed in him there. Here ends the reading. The truth can be hard to bear. The word of the Lord can be unsettling. In today's daily lectionary, there are two key readings, a passage from Jeremiah, which I did not read, and a passage from John, which I did. In both cases, God gives Jeremiah and Jesus a word to share, and they have no choice but to share it. In both cases, the divine word upsets the status quo. In both cases, the religious leaders, the ones who ought to be most attentive to communication from God, miss the point and threaten Jeremiah and Jesus with death. And in both cases, it's the ordinary people who listen and believe. The parallels between the two readings are remarkable. The urgent question for us today is, how do we know we are hearing the word of God and not some other word? How do we know that someone is rightly speaking in God's name? Right now, there are many claiming to speak for God. In God's name, 
They falsely claim that certain political leaders are saviors and saints. In God's name, they falsely claim that groups whom they oppose are child molesters. In God's name, they falsely claim that immigrants, gay people, and people of color are the source of our country's problems. There are many today who claim to speak for God, but we have tools to discern if what they are saying is true or not. The Episcopal Church and many other liturgical churches have something essential to offer in this regard. You may have heard about these discernment tools before, but they're worth repeating. In the Episcopal Church, we rely on a so-called three-legged stool. Each leg of the stool, in cooperation with the other legs, gives us a firm foundation to sit or stand on. The first leg of the stool is Holy Scripture. We believe that the Bible is the inspired Word of God and that this library of sacred writings contains everything necessary for salvation. The Bible is deeply and profoundly true. That's why our sermons are always rooted in Scripture, and St. Michael offers many Bible studies, including the Rector's Bible study on Wednesdays at 10.30. The Bible is central to our common life. At the same time, the Bible is not without historical and literary error. It is not without theological and philosophical contradiction. It is not without moral ambiguity. And that's okay. In the Episcopal Church, we do not worship the Bible. We worship God, the one whom the Bible points to. The Bible is trustworthy, but we need the other two legs of the stool to make sure our faith is stable and secure. The second leg of the stool is tradition. We don't just have the Bible to guide us. We also have the Church's prayers, liturgies, calendars, and teachings, which provide a scaffolding for our biblically informed practice. We don't imagine that we're the first ones to have a bright idea about Jesus Christ. We know that there is a long line of historical figures who have spoken eloquently about faith in their historical and demographic contexts. We celebrate this diverse witness and understand that the gospel is proclaimed and heard in different ways in different times. The Christian tradition isn't perfect. Every day we are confronted with stories of religious leaders abusing their flock, misusing money, or becoming drunk with political power. The Christian tradition isn't perfect, but it is a unique context in which Jesus teaches us how to show mercy, forgiveness, and reconciliation over and over again. So the first leg of the stool is the Bible. The second leg is tradition. And the third leg is reason, which includes human experience. This third leg of the stool is critical and one that is often overlooked or discounted in other Christian traditions. As Episcopalians, we believe that God made all things good and that we are equipped with gifts and capacities to make good decisions based in love. Part of that good creation is our minds, which can save us from error, as well as our hearts, which can teach us what is true, sometimes long before our minds comprehend it. Of course, our reason and experience need to be in constant conversation with the Bible and the tradition of the Church to avoid self-deceit. All three legs need each other. If we leave one out, we become unbalanced and topple over. I believe that God has a word for every generation, 
and that those who are practiced in spiritual listening will hear it. As Jesus says in today's gospel lesson, the sheep hear my voice. Just make sure you are listening to the good shepherd who leads to abundant life and not some wolf who simply wants to take advantage of the flock. Amen. Please join me as we continue with the Lord's Prayer. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Heavenly Father, in you we live and move and have our being. We humbly pray you so to guide and govern us by your Holy Spirit, that in all the cares and occupations of our life, we may not forget you, but may remember that we are ever walking in your sight. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen.